No bronies here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Just horses. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 118 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Uh, Gary Busey here. <laughs> <laughs> we promised it on Twitter. It's finally here. Busey Cleese. That's right. If you want to see Lord Horsecles in 360-degree view, put him in a circle and walk around. <laughs> so the whole thing with Busey Cleese is that uh, we were trying to decide what celebrity Miguel was most like, and uh, Gary Busey was, <laughs> was the obvious choice. I don't get that, man. And the funny thing is... <clears throat> This morning, we're, I was thinking about that. It's like, I can't do his voice just yet. And what comes on this morning when I get up? Predator 2. So there he is, Gary Busey, right in the clear. Like, holy shit. So I'm like mimicking as he's speaking. And he's saying his line, I'm saying his line. I'm still working on it. He's kind of got kind of gruff, kind of low voice. It's kind of really not different. Is sort of like gruff, brain damage voice. Yeah, and you know, and Predator 2, his eye wasn't fucked up yet. Kind of like Miguel. Yeah. You know, the- hey. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he gets a little... I followed him on Instagram, and it's like... Insanity. Yes. He's an insane person. Yes. So he's just like you. No. <laughs> I don't post those kind of pictures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little older than you, just a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we have a couple of special guests on the show today. Uh, this is Kevin and Vic. Victor. Kevin What's up, man? Victor. Thanks for having us on. Uh, they are the creators of a new book called Man vs. Rock. Or I guess it's really not new. It came out about a year ago. It's like it's like twenty five years old. Topical <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> stuff about the Nixon administration. Nice. Oh so, yeah, totally, totally check it out. Well, it's new to us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we read it a few months ago. I've been trying really hard to get you guys on the show. It just hasn't seemed to work out. But finally, it did, and I'm really happy it did. Oh, absolutely, we're excited to be on it. <laughs> so we're going to talk to you guys a little bit more about that in just a little while. But first, we're going to go over our favorite books of this week. You're putting them on hold and mute, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what were your top two books this week, Miguel? All right, man. Number two, I'm going with The Punisher. Number one, Becky Cloonan, Steve Dillon, and Frank Martin. But damn, man. I don't remember a damn thing about this book anymore. <laughs> it was good. Uh, it wasn't as good as I hoped it was going to be. <gasps> and I think really that came down to Steve Dillon's art. You're, oh, you're just th- mad because the punisher let the guy go. Well, I think some stories, uh, Steve Dillon's art really compliments, but I'm not sure he's a great candidate for Punisher. He just doesn't have the the violence in his art that you really need for a character like Frank. It's not cinematography we're talking about here, bro. Come on. Yeah, but the artwork <laughs> matters, and it has to fit the the scheme of the story, and I don't think it works that well with Punisher. Shit, at least it was art and words. It was just an art, or it was just a shitload of bubbles. I think Becky Clunan wrote a really good story. That was a good uh, story. My only real complaint with it, though, is that Frank's invading this like drug den, and he's trying to track down information about the people in charge, and he's killing everybody left and right, as Frank tends to do. Right. He comes across the leader of this group, who's a former military guy who knew Frank back in the day, and that guy is like, holy shit, we're not going to make it out of here. I'm just going to give him what he wants and see if he'll let me go. So when Frank shows up, he's like, here, Frank, here's all the stuff, Semper Fi, and then he walks out the door, and the Punisher fucking lets him go. Well, think about it, dude. Frank ain't stupid. Realizes, okay, I got this guy. This is my bitch. I let him go do his own thing. I need more information. I just go squeeze him again. He'll hand it right over. He's a puss. So he just handed it right over to the Punisher. Yeah, maybe. Uh, didn't I want think, to waste. I it. think he's just trying to be a more peaceful Punisher. <laughs> uh, Not up to that point. He was. I think he's just like you know what? I think at that very moment, yeah, man, he might have killed five hundred people in that book. 
But you know, at that very moment, he just like learns. He's like, "Nah." He had man, an epiphany. I'm, I'm going to be a peaceful Punisher, be a kinder, now, gentler man. Punisher. Fun, fair, positive Punisher. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that, exactly. man, <laughs> dude. I like my Punisher disgusting, nasty, and killing people. That's how he's got to be. <laughs> That's how I like my women. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good book. Uh, it didn't quite crack my top three. I enjoyed it, but uh, I mean, I recommend picking it up, checking it out. But you know. I, I wasn't impressed with the ending, and the artwork doesn't really mesh well, in my opinion. I was fine with it. I think I might have been a little bit jaded, obviously, because our friend Becky did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was happy to see her doing something else a little bit more manly. <laughs> my little pony doesn't do it for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you, you wouldn't like some of the cons that we go to then. <laughs> <laughs> no bronies here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Just horses. Nice. <laughs> so what was your number two? Uh, my number two was actually Walking Dead number 154 from Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adler. Negan, he's off in the wild again. He walks into the Whisperer's territory. Uh, he calls him out. He's like, I know you fuckers are out there. Come talk to me. And they all come out of the crowd of zombies wearing the, the skin suits. And he's like, whoa, that's a cool suit. He's like, how'd you get it to do that thing? How'd you trim the jawline like that? Can I get one like that? And he's like, can I join you guys? <laughs> you went for a half face? <laughs> Shit. And he's like, I need one with a really big crotch. You got one with a really big crotch? Cause I got a big fucking package I got to cover up. <laughs> he's like, take me to your leader. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, it's great to see Negan back in full form, just cussing up a storm, talking shit to everybody, acting like the big swinging dick in the room. And, of course, he meets the leader of the Whisperers, and he pulls that shit with her. He's like, I'm in love. <laughs> and, and for the most part, it seems like she's reciprocating. So uh, I'm really, really interested to see where Walking Dead is going to go at this point. Man, she's going to fuck Negan up. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're going to ally and like go after Rick. Nah, man. I still tell you, Negan's turning, man. He's the he's, he's inside man for Rick. I, I think that, too. I think eventually he's going to flip sides and, and really help Rick out because he respects the hell out of Rick. He's got a hard on for Rick. But so. uh, it's still funny to see him back being Negan. <laughs> Can you imagine Jeffrey D. Morgan doing that crap in the show? That'd be great. I can't wait. <laughs> so fuck this. I got a huge package. <laughs> maybe maybe season eight is the season where the show starts to shine. <laughs> where they go all into the, oh, my God. <laughs> Kids won't be watching it anymore. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that was my number two. What, well, was, I, what was your number one? You know, that wouldn't have been your number two if Negan wasn't in that book. Well, probably not. <laughs> I mean. It's funny to hear you say Walking Dead because I know you really never. It's been a while, but I know you love Negan. You, you have a crazy... I love the comic. The comic is great. It's the TV show I have a problem with, but we've talked at length about that. What was your number one? My number one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anytime this book comes out, it's either in your one. It's either one or two, but it's always been a one. Nailbiter twenty one. Joshua Williamson. Mike Anderson. Yeah, it's my number one as well. This book is just <laughs> unbelievably fucked up. Uh, it's great. You have to be a serious, demented bastard to write this shit. <laughs> God bless Joshua Williamson. I know we love him to death. We enjoyed having him on the show, but this book is just, man. Well, it's all about uh, Warren's daughter, who you know, now everybody in the world knows that she's Warren's daughter. She know, they know she's the daughter of the nail-biter, and they're trying to decide whether or not she's going to become a serial killer like her dad. And, of course, she starts having those crazy visions like the detective was having where she's just killing every, everybody she comes across. Um, she hasn't acted on them yet. But I imagine it's only a matter of time before she starts doing the... I don't think she's going to do it. The killer thing. I don't think she's going to turn to the killer. You think she can resist it like her mom does? I think so, because I think Joshua Williams has been throwing so many damn things at us and red herrings here and there and all those other places. He's going to fuck with us again. Maybe so. so. I loved the cover. The cover was an homage to the first issue, Mm -hmm. and it was her in the same pose that Warren was in, biting the nails. Fucking loved it. It was amazing. Um... I kind of like what they did to her, too. All the people in town, the the other kids from school. Oh, we're going to stop this shit. (laughs) Let's kill you and everybody's good. It's just insane how everybody in that town, 
even if they're trying not to be a serial killer, they they're, still become a murderer. Yeah, like oh, oh, a murderer. It's like Cleveland. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love murder. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just fantastic. It's great. Uh, I love the art still. Uh, the last page was like, damn. Yeah. Damn I, you, Williamson. This is the start of the new arc. You know, this is a five issue arc that this is the first one of. Um, I just I cannot wait to read it. That's all I can really say. Yeah. <laughs> you just sit there like, it's like you said earlier, you know, we try to be, we try to read our Marvel, our DC, and our image, or our, excuse me, our Indies, but when Nailbotter comes out, it goes first. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first thing to get read. That's crazy. All right. Well, that was my number one as well. All right. What was your pick of the week? Pick of the week, man. I'm on a kick here, and this is some crazy shit for me. Daredevil Punisher number one, Charles Soule and Riley Brown. This is actually my pick of the week as well. Fantastic book. Uh, if you enjoyed the Daredevil TV series on Netflix and you enjoy the interactions between Daredevil and Punisher there, you will love this story. Yes. Uh, it's just like a continuation of that. It's like the next time they meet after that story ends. Um, so, so good. I'm not going to tell anything about the story because I think people just need to go out and read it. Uh, it's the best Punisher story I've read since Mr. Rod's early stories mm-hmm. in his run. Uh, I'm really, really digging it. Uh, I can't say enough good things. Hey. I gave him my pick of the week, and you know that's huge for me. Yeah, I know you because your you feelings know, about Daredevil. <laughs> you know, I, I hated Daredevil, you know, freaking everybody in part of that group. What's the name of that damn group? His group? Uh, him, Nazis. Uh, nice. <laughs> Luke Cage and all those. What, what do they call themselves? The Defenders. The defenders. Yeah, I can't stand the Defenders. You know this. I hate every one of them. But because of you and damn Netflix, now I'm a huge Daredevil guy. Well, I mean, the thing with the Daredevil is as, as, as good as the show is and as good as the arc goes with the Punisher – I still don't think it compares to my own personal fan fiction that I write about Daredevil and Punisher, which is based yeah. loosely off of the TV show Home Improvement. Yeah, they basically have tons and tons of anal sex. What? <laughs> <laughs> More power. More power. <laughs> which, one, which one's the top? <laughs> well, the week. You know who has all the guns in this relationship? Obviously, the Punisher, the, he's a pitcher. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of disturbing. I don't know if you want to have sex with a man named the Punisher. <laughs> I'm just saying that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> Daredevil can turn his senses off, so he don't feel it. No, he feels everything more. <laughs> oh, that is true. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's a world of fire when the Punisher's in there. Oh, oh, it burns. You need it to get burns. some cream for that, yeah. man. <laughs> Napalm sex. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, if I recommend it, you know, I've, I've actually turned, and I really do like it, and I'm really on this defender kick thing. You've now. turned, yeah, I've turned for the worst. <laughs> yeah, no, I just heard like us talking about anal sex. And no, <laughs> I, didn't turn, I didn't turn that way. Yeah, the Punisher really does it for you, huh? No, yeah, pun- <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe Jessica Breaking Jones, news, but not the Punisher. Podcast. All right, well, that's pretty much it for our comics. What have you guys been reading recently that you like to talk about? Well, like, you know, Victor and I are really into the indie scene and the indie books, so we have this new little indie called Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> that we think is just really awesome. And, you know, it's uh, it's by also, this, this guy named, uh, I don't know, Alan Moore, Stan Lee or something. And it's got this uh, this boy and this MILF ant in it. And basically he just, like, you know, fucks shit up with webs. And he's always trying to hit on his aunt. He's such a perv. Yeah, it's really a really incestuous book. Isn't she a jilf? <laughs> Instead of I don't a know what she is. She gets younger every movie. So oh, that is true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like not a sure nine-year-old uh... woman in the first one, and then you become Sally Field, and now she's like, now she's like thirty-something years old. 
Yeah. So, who the fuck knows what's going on with her right now? Wife. That's only in the movies. In the comics, she's still pretty damn old. Yeah, no. In the, in the, co- in the comics, she still looks like she's like, I don't know, like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> but yeah, no, uh, you know, uh, I like the Spider-Man arcs a lot. I'm like a Marvel comic guy. Um, I like uh, I like the random weird shit uh, I can get out of the dollar bin, and when we go to cons, we get a, a stack of comic books too from other like artists and shit. And uh, you know, like uh, there's a good one, Penguins vs Possums is a fun one, and uh, Serving Soups is another fun one. And yeah, and then sometimes I'll get like the really old dollar bin stuff, like you know the sort of trash from the '80s they're trying to get rid of, and like. Uh, that's always fun to read, like the weird, you know, they'll have like, they'll drop in some like Reagan references and stuff. And, like, just, yeah. Reaganomics? What? No longer, yeah, no longer like, topical. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna tr- yeah, I'm going to trickle down my fist into your face. <laughs> that could mean two things. <laughs> oh, back to that Punisher line again. <laughs> yeah, read our new oh, yeah. fan fiction. Um, yeah, I know. Like, there's, there's tons of good indie shit out there. So indie shit really takes chances. Like another another good book is an action lab book called Holy Fuck. That's a great one. Which yeah. is really really funny, really out there, totally perverse. Really Basically like, about uh, Jesus and uh, Satan like have sex and they have a love baby. So it really will play well with your audience in Texas. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> Actually, I heard something about that. It does sound like a pretty interesting premise for the story. So, yeah, oh, it's, that's it's, legit. It's, yeah, like, uh, it's, yeah. It's like, a, like it's totally tongue in cheek, like literally. But like, it doesn't like it's it's not like super uh, offensive or like it's not like mean offensive. It's just like funny. It's totally absurd, which is our our jam. Most we're, most we're, comics are. I don't think they try really hard to be offensive nowadays. Yeah. Well, unless you're us. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, let's talk about you guys then. Let's. Uh, uh, how did you guys it's meet? About how did, time. How did you guys decide <laughs> to work on uh, uh, your book? Where did you get the ideas for it? Anal sex. <laughs> yeah, it was, we, that's what we were writing. Rock uh, means. <laughs> we were writing home improvement fan fiction one night and uh, giving each other hand jobs, and we said, you know, what are we doing with our lives? And we said, well, we want to make this this gravy train continue. How can we make it continue? And we decided, you know. We need to express our greatest fear that's, you know, been the fear we've had since we were in our seventh past life um, fighting against uh, against the North. And um, we realized that, uh, you know, the greatest threat to humanity was those granite goblins that we call rocks. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, and part of it was just that we, we really wanted to be rich. And what better to be way to be rich than to make your own independent comic book? So, you know, that's why we went with Man vs. Rock. Just this uh, really... Be a, yeah, it's just a ridiculous comedy. We have uh, we model our life around... There's this guy in a, in a park we met once who was a uh, homeless geology professor. You know, he was the most insane man ever. And uh, we figured he deserved his voice to be to be told. And so we, uh, we wrote a comic book about, uh, you know, centered around this man who, uh, who basically... Um, you know, travels the world telling everybody that the rocks are out to get us and we need to stop them. And uh, he, you know, uh, sets off C4 explosives and every major rock outcrop in the world to preemptively strike against them if they're going to, you know, if they're going to strike against us and, um, you know, tells the world to to watch out. Because and, and that man's name is Buck J. Stone. Watt. <laughs> <laughs> 
nuts. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a really absurd uh, book about this about yeah, like Victor was saying, this crazy guy who somehow thinks rocks are out to get us, and society totally overreacts, and like basically just hilarity and zan and zaniness ensue. So it's like I don't know if you uh, if you like things like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or like. Like this episode of South Park where there's a problem the townspeople totally overreact to it. Like this is kind of up that alley. Yeah, we we read the the issue you sent us. It seems pretty funny. Fuck that, man. I'm Team Rock. Fuck y'all humans. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> team Dwayne Johnson. Dude, yeah. you dumbasses want to shoot a rock a bullet at a rock. You think the bullet's <laughs> coming back? You stupid. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's rock like hard. Scenes. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, no, it's funny. It's, we, we do a lot of conventions. Like, we do San Diego. We do, you know, Chicago and WonderCon and all the big ones. And uh, You guys are going to Hawaii, yeah, we, aren't you? What's that? You're going to Hawaii, aren't you? Yeah, we're going to Hawaii. Yeah. I really, it really was a tick a lot for me to convince my wife to come with me to that one. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are balling, man. Hawaii. Yeah, you hear like, our, our plan is to go to through Diamond next year and distribute it to all the, all the retailers. You know, I, I mean, it's been really positive so far. Like, we won... We've won some good awards, like the the uh, the Global Warming Denier of the Year Award. We won that. Uh, we won most awards by the NRA, so you know it's going really well. Um, but yeah, no, our, our, we're we're really looking forward to growing, and um, you know, you can read all about our growth in my new fan fiction. Uh, nice. How how the how how the tower grows within my pants. Exactly. Kevin Bieber. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, we've got we've got a few things up our pipeline, and yeah, we're going to all the cons, and we're gonna hopefully get it in all the stores next year. Hey, man, I heard you know I know you guys are making all the funny jokes, uh, but you know Bleeding Cool did say and he could go on about funny how he could go on about how funny Man vs. Rock is for a while. So you are getting a lot of props, so that's pretty cool. I mean, like I said, yeah. we enjoyed the book, we laughed at it, and I'm like, fuck that shit, I'm Team Rock. That's right. <laughs> I do like your main guy though. Your main guy is is kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckstone kind of yeah. drives the whole thing. Yeah, you, you want to hear something really funny? My dad is a geologist. There you go. <laughs> he's the homeless you, geology professor. He's a homeless geologist that Victor was talking about. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, how's no. your? Uh, yeah, so you know, you know the deal with the rocks. Then, <laughs> yeah, he's been telling me my whole life. You got to watch out for him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Those no. sons of bitches. No, I saw another one. Uh, what was it? What did they say? Oh yeah. You'll laugh so hard at this read, you'll never look at rocks in the same way. We got a guy at our <laughs> office that looks at rocks a totally different way. <laughs> yeah, we, we work with this guy. Uh, one of our coworkers had up a, a calendar, and it was like all about national parks or something. But there was a, a picture of uh, some kind of canyon. And one day, this coworker comes up to me and he goes, "Hey, man, look at this calendar." And I look at it and I'm like, uh, "Okay, what am I looking for?" He goes, "Doesn't that look like a vagina to you?" <laughs> and I was like. Whoa! What the fuck, man? <laughs> Mind blown. So, yeah. A few weeks later, my wife went to the Natural History Museum for uh, some kind of school thing, and she nice. bought me a geode to put on my desk at work. And uh, I, I was like, I really don't know if I can bring this to work. I'm afraid that my coworker <laughs> might do something to it. Yeah, you know, you have a geode, and then you have a big canyon. I don't know what, what we're going to do. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the Natural History Museum, because that's actually where we came up with the idea. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah. We went to the Natural History Museum, and we're just like, like you know, just bored guys in a fucking museum, and um, you know, we we're just like talking about our favorite movie, like Independence Day, and like we happen to be in the Hall of Minerals, and we're just like, well, well like, like Independence Day, like, well, what if like instead of the aliens, it's just a bunch of fucking rocks, and everyone just goes nuts, you know? It's uh, sort of like that's uh, that's where we came up with the uh, the monumental uh, 
business idea that's going to change our futures and get us arrested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a great scene in the comic, I don't know if you remember, where it's basically there's a huge like base uh, mob of people that they once they find out that the rocks are, are attacking or perceived to be attacking, they go, let's go burn the fucking science, science museum to the ground. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> How did y'all come up with the name Buckstone? And funny that his last name is Stone. Yeah, that's a big coincidence. Uh-huh. Wait, yeah. I was like, he's, wow. You're going to find out down the road that he was a, he's a son of the rock? <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, we were writing fan fiction about the rock having sex with our own mothers. And uh, <laughs> we imagine that the only, uh, the only child that our mother would give, you know, our mothers would give birth to could be called Buck Stone. So. Yeah, I mean, Buck, Buck Stone is basically this, this like totally over-the-top guy who's like, uh, you know, not going to be, like, you can't rein him in at all. He's always going to do the most, like, ridiculous thing that y- you could possibly, you know, think of at the time. That's kind of how we, we came up with the character. And, like, I mean, a story that's as, like, absurd as something called Man vs. Rock has to have a totally absurd character. Of course. Right, cool. There's, uh, yeah, like, we had a scene where there's, like, a couple who's, uh, you know, they're about they're proposing to each other. It's that, like, typical corny Jared's commercial that makes you want to shoot your television and uh, this guy's like, I love you, honey. And then she's like, wow, look at the size of that rock. And then Buck, Buck Stone's like, did somebody say rock? <laughs> pulls out his gun and shoots the diamond and ricochets off and kills the woman. And, and then shoots another and kills the guy. And this, this old woman comes up to him. She's like, I saw what you did. You're a hero. <laughs> I love the fact that you guys have out there uh, ask Buck Stone questions about the universe. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, we one, do. If you one of the funniest things me. I've seen you guys have is Buck's dream, where he's like, I lick my pillow when I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and the woman's like, why? Do you think you're licking ice cream? No, ice cream comes, comes from cow boobs. <laughs> I dream I'm a snake. He's like, a snake? Yeah, I'm slithering up a cow's vagina. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that shit cracked me up when I saw that. That's a funny story. Like for, for those, we basically submit the question to kindergarten classes everywhere. Nice. And that was the winning submission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to ask Buck still a question, he'll, he'll give you some pretty fucked up answers. So. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we do a lot of cool things on our website. We have free web comics that we put out. We're we're gonna have a video. We have a free previews of our book. We also have like a free video game coming out pretty soon. Believe it or not, so maybe Victor can tell you more about that. Yeah, if you uh, liked Legend of Zelda and shit like that, it's kind of an old school type game like that where you're just Buck Stone and you go around in RPG land, and he's pissed that he's trapped in uh, an RPG world. So it's kind of like making fun of RPG games that you know that we all love and. He just goes around, just you know, like, eh, just fuck shit up. He, you know, talks to people, and you know, he talks to this one guy, and he's like, "I'm trying to save the world." And he's like, "So he's like, fuck you! I don't care if you're trying to save the world." And he tries to beat, you know, kill him or whatever. And then, uh, and then if you ever help anyone out, like if they're like, "Can you help me?" You know, in every video game, you have to do some dumb fetch quest. Yeah. And if you do a fetch quest for someone, they turn into a welfare queen and attack you. Because <laughs> you gave them a handout. You know, it's like, thanks for the handout, asshole. So. I need more handouts. Yeah, they transform into a welfare queen. Like, so, yeah, we're trying to make awesome. like a little bit of a different take. And like, it's, it's just fun. It's like a good little Easter egg for people that like the book. And it's like a three-hour playthrough. So, you know, some real content. Very cool. How, how long have you guys been working on uh, Man vs. Rock? 
or related projects? Our whole lives. We were <laughs> born for this. No, I mean, we've been doing it for about three years now. Uh, we came up with the idea a long time ago and then just like sort of let it you know, sit around. And then but we've been doing, uh, we've been, we started our first con, I think, you know, a little like two and a half, three years ago. And it's gone really well so far. It's been a lot of fun. It's definitely the most fun thing I've ever done with my life. Other than that time I turned into a snake and slithered out of that cow's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a dream? <laughs> I don't know. It eats the hell out of me. It was all a dream. <laughs> what? All that my sounds life really, got away. All that sounds really awesome, guys. Where can people go check out the book if they want to? Well, you can check out our book at our, our website, www.pornhub.com backslash man versus rock. <laughs> or our other website, man versus rock.com. You can also uh, check us out on Facebook or you know, Twitter or at, at man versus rock. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll be in the federal penitentiary most days for signings. So, <laughs> All right, Johnny. Johnny Cash. <laughs> Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if we have a lot of cool stuff on our website, so you know, check it out. Uh, we're in a lot of comic stores, so you know, check it out there too. So you have four volumes of Man vs. Rock. Yeah, fifth one's almost out, and uh, you know, we got to also give a give a shout out to our awesome artists, uh, Jared Lamp. Jeremy Labib and Summer Fitzgerald did a great job on it and really bring out the madness of of, of the book. Yeah, Summer uh, Summers are colorists, so these are uh, these are coming out in color now too. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we're, we're doing that, and yeah, you know, the fifth one coming out probably by probably by Phoenix or San Diego Comic Con, um, and the sixth one's almost you know is 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 getting along too. So I'll have the sixth one out sometime this year, hopefully by San Diego, but. If not, then a little bit later, and then yeah, and the and the plan is to to uh, you know get it in retailers next year. Gotcha. How far along? How far? Let's try this again. <laughs> how many books are you trying to do? Do you have I an idea? What do you think, Victor? Like you know, I'd say about four thousand, maybe. Yeah, because <laughs> <Nice. laughs> the whole you know fuck you rocks bit won't get old at all. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we'll, we're about uh, we'll probably get to about nine. Ten at the most. Uh, we're eight or nine is probably the realistic ending point for this. We are we already have it kind of written up and plotted out, and we keep tweaking uh, the main uh, the master script as we go to kind of update it and add some fun stuff. But uh, yeah, we got a tight arc, and it's coming to a pretty epic conclusion. So it should you know we're looking forward. To yeah, that. and uh, you know, so we yeah, we think it's like a nine or ten one uh, issue arc. We also have a couple of other books coming out. One called Unpresidential. Basically, a spoof on the elections where Kim Jong Un runs for president of the United States of America. Nice. <laughs> he might win if he <laughs> ran right now. Ends up doing much better than everyone else thinks. <laughs> nice. Uh, we have one that's in production about you know basically cult leaders, and yeah, we'll be a we'll have a we do a bunch of cons as we probably said earlier. So yeah, we'll be at Hawaii for all your Hawaiian fans. We'll be at at uh, Phoenix Comic Con, uh, Amazing Las Vegas, San Diego Comic Con, Boston Comic Con. Um, Long Beach, Kamikaze, and hopefully New York Comic Con. So nice. that's a yeah. grueling schedule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can't come to Texas. <laughs> we want to come to Texas. Yeah, you guys have one coming up, right? We got yeah. a few, a few. Yeah, yeah. What's the main one in Houston? What's the biggest one? The biggest one is Comic Palooza at the end and middle of June this year. It's June seventeenth through nineteenth. Yeah, that's when Vegas that's is. Vegas. Yeah. yeah, so we can't we can't do that. We, but yeah, I mean. Well, you have one coming up soon, I think, in, in end of May, right? Yeah, there's a Space City Comic Con May 27th through 29th, I believe. 
You guys like that one? or? Yeah, we'll be at that one as well. Yeah. Well, the thing with Comet Palooza is, you know, like, I would go there over Vegas, but, like, you know, once Houston legalizes prostitution and, you know, lets me gamble all night, then I'll, then I'll, <laughs> go, to, I'll go to Houston, Comet Palooza. No, I definitely want to get out there, man. That's where I'm from, so I'd love to get down there. So you need to send us some shirts so we can wear my Comic Palooza. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. Because we have a live yeah. show there, we'll wear it. I'll yeah, extra that small, shirt. two extra smalls. No, <laughs> we don't want a sausage into it. You, you, you've <laughs> severely misjudged us. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually really funny because like, we have T-shirts and stuff, and so when we do the t- when we first like did the T-shirt order, like we did like basically a bunch of mediums, like totally underestimating like you know the, uh, the comic book fan base. Comic fan base. <laughs> so we ended up like. Having a bunch of medium shirts we couldn't sell. Um, yeah, well, I was telling him, I was like, dude, I'm a big guy too. I was like, what the fuck are you doing with all these mediums? I can't wear them. So. <laughs> yeah. Totally yeah. It's for the female fans, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for the female fans that do not exist. <laughs> all females love books. Actually, Actually, we do have a lot of female fans that, that like Mamber's Rock. Yeah, it's um, been surprisingly like uh, surprisingly well accepted among people that I would not have ever thought would have liked it. Like you know, I think that you know everyone kind of feels like they're in on the joke, so it kind of works out that way. Like it's an offensive book, we don't really need to offend anybody. You know, we just want to have fun with it. Get that. So, anyways, guys, go check them out. Manversusrock.com. Uh, it's a really funny story. Like I said, Miguel and I have read the first volume. We laughed quite a bit at it. Uh, I'm going to have to pick up the second one because I want to see where it goes. <laughs> What's this pick-up stuff, man? Aren't they sending us these volumes? These man, these guys are making money left over, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's right. We'll talk about that's that. That's oh, we'll, we'll talk get our free <laughs> stuff on. Yeah, we're, we're, in, uh, we're in Manverse Rock Towers eating from the Manverse Rock Taco Bowls from the Manverse Rock Gale. Cause we're <laughs> I love Hispanics. We love Hispanics. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, when's the Hispanic Rock going to show up, huh? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, volume five, you'll oh, get yeah. your wish. Oh yeah! <laughs> it's Pedro. Yeah. It's probably Miguel. Nice. <laughs> we actually went on the show for research purposes, just to we can craft Miguel. Oh, there's there's 117 episodes before this one. You should listen to. Oh my god! <laughs> a lot of Miguel content out there. Uh, I love it. I love y'all's show. I've been I've need, been yeah trying to get on for a while because you guys are awesome. I love I love thanks, the humor. Thanks, that. Appreciate that. Need need a rock with my face on it that, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, maybe that's what they can send you just a, mu- uh, a, a little rock with a mustache on it <laughs> oh a mustache and a sombrero nice. <laughs> you racist bastard <laughs> anyways I'm gonna beat you with a rock let's move on to everybody's favorite segment tell me a funny story This week is Miguel's turn. Uh, I don't got a funny story. <laughs> sure you do. All right, man. Well, it's not super, super funny. So I go into Walmart. Yes. <laughs> Store of Champions. Do you ever leave Walmart? I thought you lived there. No, uh, but I'm fixing to take the rocks in there. We're going to overturn these. <laughs> Charge, my brothers. <laughs> I'm just sitting there, you know, walking around with the wife, getting stuff we need to buy, and, you know, doing my normal thing. And I've learned from my lessons not to sit on shelves anymore. It only took four? <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'm sitting there talking, and uh, my wife is looking at these flip-flops. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I'm tweeting, and I'm going to rest my leg on this shelf. And what the hell was I fucking thinking? I swear to God. Normally, you put your foot, you rest it slowly. 
No, for some reason, I decided to pick my leg up like almost as high as you possibly can and set it down like with the force of Thor's hammer. And the <laughs> shelf went, boom, and, went, and the shoes went flying. The shoes were all over the ground, and you could hear that shit. It echoed about the store like, and why well, started laughing so hard? You karate kicked the shoe shelf yes, at Walmart? <laughs> not even try. I don't know what the hell I was thinking because I was busy tweeting something about you, and I wasn't paying attention. And I don't know what the hell I was doing. I had a moment. My wife was laughing so hard. I literally I thought she was going to fall on the ground and just start gagging like I did. <laughs> One day, she was laughing so hard that she was crying. She went around the corner. People came around. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> the shelf just fell down. I'm like, it's like I almost got hit. I mean, jeez, I should probably sue this place. <laughs> the, sh- the shoes attacked me. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, my wife comes around. What the hell is wrong with you? It's like, why did you pick your leg up so freaking high? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what I was doing. I thought the shelf was higher because I was too busy. Tw- I was in my own Twitter verse, I guess. I was like, uh... She's going to start putting you on a leash. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a second part of that. So I go to the bathroom, and uh, I had some food that really messed me up. And I was in the far stall. And there's three. But thank God people here at Walmart do understand the rule of never go in the middle stall. God bless America. Somebody gets it. So this guy goes in the other stall a distance away. And I'm in there, and I, I'm like, oh, you know, my stomach's really hurting. I'm like, oh, I'm try- I don't make noise. You know I don't. And How would I know? Because <laughs> you've been in there with me once or twice. <laughs> when I can't reach, you go back in there and wipe for me, remember? No. <laughs> Maybe you're dreaming. <laughs> nice. That's Buckstone in there with me. <laughs> but no, so I was sitting in there, and I had – like explosive, you know what I'm talking about? You know, I was ripping ass. And I, I get very self-conscious when I'm in the bathroom with other people. So I, even if I'm going to rip ass, I got like I do, try to do it really slow and soft so it doesn't sound really bad. Well, yeah, that, that's not good for you either. But <laughs> I sneezed, and I ripped out this nasty ass. I, I'm talking, you think I blew the toilet up. It went, blah, 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 blah. it was really disgusting. And it was like, Argh. The dude asked me, hey, man, you okay? <laughs> I did not respond. I'm like, what the fuck? Did somebody just ask me if I was okay? You talk about embarrassed. I turned red in the stall, and there was nobody looking at me. Dude, I, I, I finished, wiped my ass up real quick, ran out there, washed my hands, and got the frick out of there. I think dude was trying to get out of there to see who I was. I ran. As soon as I got out of the bath- bathroom, <laughs> I came around the corner, and I hauled ass down over there by the autom- automobiles that came around the other way and came walking back that way so he wouldn't recognize it was me because he came out looking because when I walked by, he came out looking like trying to find out where I was at or who it was. I was like, oh, my God, that was embarrassing. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> it was TMZ. They were looking. <laughs> who the fuck asks anybody if they're okay in the bathroom? Yeah, I know. I don't ask no, guys I'm not work. okay. My asshole is yeah. I mean, we hear guys in the bathroom at our it work. It burns. <laughs> <laughs> we hear guys at work losing their shit and their kidneys falling out of their ass, and we don't ask them if they're okay. Hey, buddy, you all right over there? This dude asked me if I was okay. Well, maybe he was a good Samaritan. Yeah, maybe he cared. No, but he didn't ask me, like, dude, you're okay? No, he's like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's not like you did you hear your head like hit against the porcelain of the <laughs> fucking toilet? Like that would be one thing, but it's like he's taking a shit. Obviously, he's okay. Well, like, maybe he saw you. Never heard of the maybe he saw you break the shoe rack and then he followed you. <laughs> <in>. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> my ass broke the shoe rack. There, that's another joke for my wife. <laughs> maybe he was like trying to hit on you. This was his in. I don't think he's going to want to come in. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I usually stand outside of stalls and wait people for people to come out and ask them if they're okay. Nice. <laughs> and that's like pretty much how I 
how I. Well, do you it. look you look deeply in their eyes and ask them. You know, sort of is a sort of a spiritual. Uh, well, that's question. how I've met my 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 current my current girlfriend. <laughs> I just went outside of the, the stall in the ladies' room and asked her if she was okay, and it worked out great. She still hasn't woken up from the sedative I gave her. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, to keep along the lines of the of the. Uh, Bathroom stuff, as we have a lot of bathroom stories. Another funny story for you. The night we went and saw Civil War, since we're going to eventually talk about this, uh, you were you came to the same theater, which I was surprised, but I was in the bathroom. Well, there's a shitload of stalls and a shitload of urinals. And, you know, you know it's okay there because, you know, there's a lot of people. We understand. You usually go in the stall and you shut the door. No, dude. This one dude in the very first stall has door wide open, pants down to his ankles, and he's pissing. <laughs> What the hell are you doing, dude? It's not even an old guy because there was an old guy once at the urinal doing that crap. And I walked in. Oh my god! I walked right back out. <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, yeah only old guys and young guys get away with that. Yeah, like this, four this dude, year olds. No, this guy was twenty four, twenty five. He was not that young. He was not a baby, and he was not a, an old man baby. He was a middle guy. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you want somebody to come and search something? I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> He's an exhibitionist. <laughs> yeah, he must have been because and he was weird looking too, dude. Seriously, it's like what the fuck? Why were you looking? I wasn't looking. Why I walked in. him the satisfaction. No, he came out and uh, I was like, oh, it's <laughs> like oh. At least he didn't come out with his pants still off and fixing them. So that would have been even more. Did disgusting. you stop him and ask him if he's okay? No, I did not. I was going to punch <laughs> that fuckwad. <laughs> Shut the fucking door. Jesus. I mean, this maybe a- he's like one of these weird guys who literally is only released once a year from. Some sort of dungeon, you know, and he has like very low social skills. Well, he was taught like he was taught from a young age that's how you pee, and it was never really socialized after that. Probably yeah, so, I mean, but a man with his son did come in, and they did walk by, and the boy looked at him and just kept looking, and the, the dad turned his head and said, "Keep going, boy." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I was like, I meant to tell you that at the movie, you went into the movies, I didn't see you. The, my 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 cousin and my boys told me you were there, yeah. and I missed you. I wanted to tell you so, and I forgot about it till just now. Nice. So, so yeah, those are my funny stories for you. A pooper, a, are you okay? A flasher and a broken hiya shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. What about you guys? You guys got a funny story for us? Oh, we got a lot of like crazy stories. I mean, when we go to these conventions, there's a lot of. I mean, I love conventions because there's so many great characters that come up and like. Uh, even stuff. our first, our very first convention uh, was this one. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's it's, it's part of the Comic Con family, but it's sort of like the bastard. Um, you know, child of the whole family. It's this one up in San Francisco called Ape. Um, and <laughs> that was our jokes. first one we went to. And it was like, we didn't know what to expect from that one. And we go there and they have this mixer for people that, you know, have comic books and whatnot the first night. And it's at this, this uh, huge comic book warehouse called the last gasp. And we're like, geez, that's a weird name. So we well, we show up to this place thinking it's like a store, but it's got this weird intercom, like it's a wide eyes wide shut sex party or something. And you Whoa. have to like buzz the intercom, and they're like, hello. And they have this weird kind of Adams family sort of voice to them, and you know we had to, we explained who we were, and they were like, you may enter. And then you know they buzz us up, and we go up there. And it's a super kind of creepy, weird situation. It's like nobody's really there. There's a couple people who, you know, look like they may have, like, emerged out of some sort of Beetlejuice alternate dimension kind of shuffling around. Yeah, and and, this is uh, a place where literally, like, 90% of all Amber Alerts come from. <laughs> <laughs> and so we uh, eventually we did meet some people. There were some nice people, but... Uh, there was this guy who who, who was the self-proclaimed owner of the, of the joint. He, uh... 
he asked us if we uh, if we'd like to see the back room, and we sort <laughs> no. of we gave each other nervous glances, like, "Is this the beginning?" And this is sort of like the scene in uh, in Paul Fiction where you know Zed ends up uh, you know chaining you to the to the to the side of the wall. But we uh, we went to the back room, and uh, he said it was an art gallery. So we're like, "Oh, cool! Like this is gonna have some really cool comic book art. Like, gonna love that shit." We get we get in there, and it is hardcore porn just like really fucked up stuff like ain't like angel like little angel babies like raping demons and like you know like some of the weird most twisted fucked up shit i've ever seen and this guy was so proud of it and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a nice guy don't get us wrong like, yeah no he was really a great cool guy, guy but no it's it just it was a funny it was a funny sort of introduction to the whole comic convention scene it was uh it was a lot of fun yeah like really nice people but you know kind of like definitely not you know for lack of a better word like mainstream mm-hmm. but that was uh, that's like our that was our introduction to comics going to the back room of some place called the last gasp <laughs> come on man <laughs> uh but yeah there have been a lot of great cons and stuff too uh we had um uh there was a guy in boston he was he was like one of my favorite guys ever i met his name was uh Donnie Hitler, <laughs> and uh, he was this guy who would go around. Um, I guess he would write uh, himself like porn porn comics, mm-hmm. but he hasn't. He hadn't actually made any comics. He had just written a bunch of porn comics, and he wanted, for some reason, he wanted me to do them. And so he had this recorder where he had recorded all his porn comics, uh, but he had like some sort of robotic British voice reading them out. And so he'd come by my booth. And he would play, he was like, hey, hey, listen to this story. And and he would play basically this, like, hardcore sex story in this loud, ro- robotic female British voice. And meanwhile, there are parents, like, skirting their children by nervously, like, what's going on at this booth? It's like, she opened her mouth and welcomed the explosive diarrhea down her throat. She was gobbling it up like it was cheesecake. And I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so that was great. Yeah, that's how that, <laughs> and that's how I met Victor. <laughs> you changed your name from Donnie Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> to Donald Hitler. Nice. <laughs> and now he loves Hispanics. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, – I'm not sure where that falls in the scale of the funny story, but it was interesting. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on uh, to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. we got a lot to go over because we didn't have a show last week. So uh, what do you want to talk about first, Miguel? I want to talk about comics. Comics. All right, well, first of all, thank you to everybody out there for supporting my Kickstarter. I was waiting uh, for this. Speak No Evil, successfully funded. Uh, my first comic book is actually coming out sometime in June, and we hit our Kickstarter goal. We actually surpassed it by about 500 bucks. so George and I are really happy. Uh, our artist is hard at work. We're about a third of the way done with the book at this point. So uh, we're on track to make our, make our June debut date and uh, just working really hard. So, Hey, guys, you may have to sue. I think he's got a character in the name Stone Buck. I'm not too sure. <laughs> there, there is a Mr. Stone, but not until the third issue. <laughs> it's fair use, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for supporting us. Really appreciate it. I want a refund. Uh, so moving on to the real news, uh, Josh Williamson who's a friend of ours. We mentioned him before. Nailbiter. Writer of Nailbiter. He just signed an exclusive deal with DC. Uh, so he's only going to be publishing books, new books, through DC and Vertigo. Which is kind of cool. We know he's doing Flash, but he also has a uh, oh. new series coming out called Frostbite in September. 
which is going to be his first six-issue miniseries for Vertigo. Which we'll probably pick up. Definitely. <laughs> Sucks, you know, that. I mean, it's a good thing, congratulations, Jaws, that he did that with DC. But damn, it's going to be hard to get him on the show now, too. It's not that hard. It's Jumping just, in, well, I'm not the one jumping through the hoops. You are, hoops, so. There's more hoops I have to jump through to get a DC guy on, but it's not that bad. All right, all right. Uh, let's see. Free comic book day was yesterday. I didn't go. I didn't go either. <laughs> uh, we had Heather's uh, birthday party here, so. That was an evening. Yeah, but I spent the whole day cleaning, and you saw the decorations. It was a lot. That so. wasn't that much. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Trust me, okay? <laughs> I worked my ass off all day. Hey, hey, I was working my ass off, okay? I was standing out in the freaking Texas heat, okay, for like three hours. And then I got to introduce kids on the mic. who well, I don't even know who the hell they are. <laughs> I had to step in for my uh, – Arc, my boy's baseball coach, because he, he was getting married. Pfft, he could have pushed that off. Uh, <laughs> so we had opening yeah. day ceremonies yesterday. So I was like dying out there in the Texas sun. It's like, ugh. And my older boy was like, hey, man, are they going to get this started anytime soon? <laughs> I know we've been out here like for an hour and a half waiting. And then we didn't even play a game. We just had the opening ceremonies. I was beat. Trust me. It was like, ugh, I was drenched. I believe it. I'd take another shower before it came. I'm glad you did. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, there were a couple of big books that came out. Uh, the first Civil War II book came out as well as the first Spider-Man Dead No More storyline. And we know who the first person that's going to die is in Civil War, and we know who came back in uh, Dead No More. Um, kind of weird. Yeah. You know who it is? No. You didn't read it? No. Okay. I, I didn't read the actual books, but I read the spoiler online. So, Sorry, I didn't get him. Uh, Gwen Stacy's back. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's really weird. Yeah. How the hell did she come back? I don't know. She's just back. What kind of comic book guys are we? We don't know. I didn't, like I said, I haven't read the issue yet, but oh. apparently Gwen Stacy's back in the same universe where Spider-Gwen exists. So Interesting. It's going to be interesting. Catfight! Uh, let's see. Grant Ward from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is making his comic book debut um, next week, actually, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number five. Okay. So if you're a fan of the show, it might be worth picking up. He's not Grant Ward anymore, by the way. He's like something else. Yeah, but in the <laughs> comics, he's actually going to be Grant Ward. Okay. All right. Uh, Jeff Smith, the creator of Bone... Uh, he's returning in July with a brand new Bone story. Uh, it's going to be called Bone Code, and it's a continuation of where the story left off, uh, I think it was like 10 years ago. So uh, I know there's a lot of big Bone fans out there, so I know a lot of people have been really happy to hear he's coming back. Yeah, I know you're a fan of the Bone. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> we got two guys that are a fan of rocks. <laughs> and and uh, that's, that's pretty much it for comics. So what do you want to do next, movies or TV? TV. TV. Uh, Netflix has ordered a Punisher series. Hell yeah! Which I know Boys. you're excited about. Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Now, is he going to be? Is he going to be like pre-Punisher before he met Daredevil? Or is he going to be already like he's already got the freaking shirt on and he's badass? Well, they already kind of did the before he became the Punisher story. I don't Daredevil know. They, they may have too. gone back to when he was a kid. You know, this is why he became. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pretty sure it's going to be <laughs> Punisher as Punisher. All right, that's good. I don't think they don't need another origin story. <laughs> <Start> Punisher. <laughs> yeah. Um, Clayface is coming to Gotham. Okay. That's kind of cool. He never left. No, the TV series. Oh, Gotham. okay. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're in the TV section here. <laughs> that should be interesting. I'm really interested to see how they do him because you know, there's a lot of CGI, I'd imagine. Yeah. So. I told you, man, Gotham's a great show. It has its moments. Come on. Uh, let's see. Supergirl may be canceled on That's CBS. Cool. Why? They said they were going to keep it, but uh, apparently it's too expensive to keep producing where they're working on it. So they might be selling it to CW and moving the filming to Canada. Nice. I'd heard about this, but I wasn't too sure. 
I thought it might have been one of those fake things. No, they're seriously considering it. And then she'll officially be part of the Arrowverse or whatever. That would be a trip because then, you know, they'll make those crossovers a lot more, which yeah. is cool. I didn't mind Flash crossing over. Yeah, could be cool. Uh, let's see. AMC has picked up Brian Wood's new series from Dark Horse called Briggsland. Uh, they're making that into a TV series. Okay. I haven't read that, but I like Brian Wood, so mm-hmm. that's probably going to be cool. And uh, that's it for TV. All right, give me some movies. Oh, you're going to love this. Okay. All right, so Wolverine 3 casting. All right. Uh, Stephen Merchant has been cast in an unnamed role. I like Stephen Merchant, so that could be kind of cool. I don't know who he's going to be, though. Elise Neal has been cast in an unnamed role. Okay. Who's that? Uh, I'm not familiar with her. What's the good part that I like? I haven't heard that yet. <laughs> Eric LaSalle has is na- is, is been cast in an unnamed role. Nice. <laughs> Eric LaSalle. Okay. I think it's funny that they've announced all these characters that have been cast, but they haven't told who any of them are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part I thought you were going to like. You know, who the hell are these people going to be? Yeah, I know. <laughs> people in the street? <laughs> Extras. Yeah, probably. Uh, the New Mutants director, Josh Boone, posted some concept art on Instagram of the, the team. And uh, it features pretty much the original team. It's Cannonball, Sunspot, Daniel Moonstar, Magic, and Wolfsbane. So there's a very good chance the New Mutants movie is going to have the original team in it, which I think is really cool. It's all about magic for me. Yeah, magic's awesome. So yeah. is Wolfsbane. So is Cannonball. So is, like I like all of them. Mm. Yeah. So, well, you don't like Robert Acosta? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> uh, let's see. Flash director Seth Graybone Smith has left the project due to creative differences with DC. Really? Apparently, they wanted to make a bad movie, and he just said no. So nice. <laughs> Isn't that all they're making? <laughs> it does kind of seem that way. Uh, but on the flip side of that, Ben Affleck has been hired on as the Justice League writer and producer. There you go. So, hey, that's that's huge. That is huge. I mean, he's still going to be working with Zack Snyder, but uh, it might end up being a better movie. It's going to be like Batman a la Fargo a la <laughs> The Town. <laughs> That'd be freaking awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> uh, let's see. Lucasfilm has cast Alden Aaron Reich as the young Han Solo. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, did you did you watch Hail Caesar? No. That's the only thing I've ever seen him in. And he plays like this uh, country western star who does a bunch of weird lasso tricks and stuff. I think he'd be a perfect Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he can pull off Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, did you see the new Deadpool commercial? Yes, I did. The uh, erectile dysfunction commercial? I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn funny. Uh, the, the marketing team behind Deadpool is still just putting out awesome content. Uh, the Blu-ray drops May 10th, so it's already available on digital download. And actually, it broke records for the most downloaded digital download release ever. That's insane. Still breaking records. Yeah. The movie. Pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Paul Feig, the guy who is writing and directing Ghostbusters. Okay. He came out yesterday bitching on every news site that would listen to him about how horrible fans are and how everybody in the world is a whiny bitch griping about Ghostbusters and how people are assholes and... Poor me. Melissa McCarthy is a great actress. What is wrong with people? Seems like a great strategy to get people to watch the movie. <laughs> so, so, so basically, he got all your emails. <laughs> I have, I have so not. Isn't been that there. his wife or what? No, I have not been that vocal about. He's, he's doing it on the side. Ghostbusters. Like I, <laughs> I fucking hate Melissa McCarthy. I don't think she's funny at all. She's got no talent. She was a terrible choice for that movie. They already have somebody loud and obnoxious who does physical comedy better than her and Leslie Jones. I don't know why the hell Melissa McCarthy had to be a part of it. I don't know why she's even alive. Yeah, I like I will not I will not watch the movie because of her alone. 
I actually like the other three people that were cast. So I am not, it's not even like a, I don't want women Ghostbusters thing for me. I just don't want Melissa McCarthy at all in anything. <laughs> She's a great actress. She has skills. She has talents. She worked her life off doing all that. No, I can't that shit. <laughs> yeah, you can't even say it with a straight face. It's ridiculous. But this guy is like out there whining about people being mean to him and saying they're not going to watch his movie because of who he cast. What a fucking pussy. Well, funny. This, whole, this whole movie is like such a, a great example of how you get it from both sides. Like from one side, people are like, oh, we don't want fucking women. And the other side, they're like, we don't like that the women aren't all scientists and Nobel laureates. And like, there's really no winning with this. It's like the social justice warriors, you know, on one side basically ruining his movie. And then, you know, the other side, they're just like, yeah, fuck the shit. I don't know. I don't think they should have remade this movie. No, they really shouldn't have. They should have just left the Ghostbusters alone. Yeah. You know, fuck it up. Yeah. Oh, well. I just thought it was worth mentioning because Paul Feig's an even bigger wuss than I thought he was. <laughs> I like it's like, this is an open invitation, Paul Feig. Come yeah. to the show. <laughs> Defend yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah we challenge you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'd have George come sit in and just tear him apart. <laughs> Dude, you guys would be here kissing so much ass. is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. what? You guys would be like, oh, you're the greatest ever. I love what you're doing. Melissa McCarthy is so awesome. <laughs> I'd be the only one to be true to myself. You suck. <laughs> I think you're wrong there. Uh, so anyways, the very last piece of movie news and the one we're going to talk about is that Captain America 3 Civil War came out. Yes. All four of us have seen it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you guys think of it? I, I thought it was, uh, it was you know, it's no Batman versus Superman, but it was okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that's true. It is kind of hard to compare the movies, except for their length. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah, no, I thought it was a little long, but it was good. It was fun. It's like all the other Marvel movies. Just a lot of fun, a lot of action, and some humor. You know? Nothing, like, struck me as, like, oh, this is reinventing the wheel here. It is weird to me that it's a Captain America movie, not an Avengers movie, because, like, there's literally, like, 25 characters in it. It but, seemed to you focus know, way more on Iron Man than Captain America. The more I think yeah, about it's it, like, it was really all about Iron Man. So it was Iron Man 4? <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> Iron Man 4 Civil War. <laughs> it, it should have been called Iron Man. Yeah. No way. It, it was all about Cap. It was less. Like, if you go yeah. back and watch it, it was less about Cap than Iron Man. <laughs> I'm fine. I don't give a damn if they had called this Black Widow Civil War. It <laughs> was great, dude. I don't care. It was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I don't think it was the best superhero movie like some people were touting it as. Uh, I yeah. still feel like Winter Soldier is a better movie, um, but it was really good. It was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to see it again. You know, I, I took that. You told me that the other day, and I took that in consideration. I started thinking about that. Let me see: is he right or is he wrong? And I'm like, I enjoyed it a lot, but I started to wonder. I think you're probably right. I think Civil War is probably underneath Winter Soldier. Uh, don't get me wrong; I love the movie. Dude, the fight scenes were amazing. Ant Man was great. Spider Man was awesome. Black Panther was cool. Black Panther Party. <laughs> if only this was a video show. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I think you're right. I think Winter Soldier was better. Yeah, it definitely was. But this was still an amazing movie, though. What did you like so much about Winter Soldier? I'm just curious. Um, I liked that there was almost no lull anywhere in the entire movie. I'm a big Bucky guy It myself. was It was like nonstop progression of the story with lots of action. Just a really well-crafted all the, movie. All the spy stuff. Yeah, plus all the spy stuff. I enjoyed the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. And the spy stuff more. We didn't see any of that in uh, Cap Three. In Cap Three it was all about. Uh, I did, like you said earlier. I did like how they made Falcon more of a badass. Like yeah, I, I like how they showed how how good he's gotten at controlling his powers and abilities and 
Um, I liked Red See, Wing. I wanted a, the little bird, though. It was great. <laughs> I wanted the real falcon. Here was my general problem with it, though, is that they should have made it with all women directed by Paul Feig, <laughs> with <laughs> Melissa McCarthy starring as Captain America. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> You're gonna get us in would, so you much burned, would you have burned your movie, movie, local movie theater to the ground if that happened? I just would have not gone to see it. I won't see any movie that she's in anymore. Miguel would have burned it down. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah probably. Did she, like, did she cheat on you? Did she cheat on you in high school or something? Like you have the <laughs> No, Melissa I, McCarthy, like I, I paid to see two of her movies that she had co stars in that I actually like the co stars, and both of them were just absolute pieces of shit because of her. So, uh, yeah, I just refuse to give her any more of my money. And since movie tickets are so expensive, you know, it really pissed him off. Yeah. <laughs> now, he hates who he hates, and he likes who he likes. That's Yeah, that's very true. He's a yeah. hardcore M. Night Shyamalan guy. Swear to Fuck God. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him sideways with Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Using a rock. <laughs> now, dude, uh, back on Civil War. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Oh, he was pretty cool. I was going to have a pro- I liked Garfield. I actually liked him as Spider-Man. I enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man too. I really we did. all like Garfield. I love Garfield too. Nice. Lasagna. Mondays. Dicks. I mean, he probably would have stayed on if he just kind of hyped that angle a little more. <laughs> like if he was dangling from a spider web and was like chomping down on some lasagna, he's like, I'll, I'll stop the Green Goblin guys, but what about Mondays? That would have been great, yeah. Like, he really didn't tap into the Garfield part of, you know, Spider-Man enough. <laughs> what a bunch of dicks. <laughs> no, but Holland was pretty good. I actually enjoyed him as Spider-Man. You know, everybody kept saying that he was, you know, the Spider-Man. Like, once you saw him, you were just blown away and everything. I don't really know what to expect. I mean, you know, as young Spider-Man, you know, Melissa Tomei is the new Aunt May. It's kind of going to be weird, I thought. The MILF. The younger storyline. <laughs> I, I got what people were saying the minute I saw him on screen. The mannerisms were, like, straight out of the comics. You know, the fight scenes were exactly how I'd imagine Spider-Man fighting. Like, they showed his strength really well. Um, I, I just... I was blown away at how good he was. I can't wait to see more Spider-Man. How's that going to work with the rights and stuff, though? Doesn't Fox still own him? Or? Uh, no, Marvel has creative control over him now. Fox gets a bigger cut of the money, but Marvel has complete creative control. Oh, okay. Which Fox yeah, should be what? happy. Oh, yeah. Fox, <laughs> right. All Fox make, cares about is money. They're going to make serious money. I mean, yeah. I mean, all right, DC, you know, they kind of messing shit up here a little bit here and there. Don't get me wrong. I love Batman Superman, too. I thought it was decent. There's some stuff I they could have changed a little bit, but it was still a great movie to me. Yeah, um, I thought it was good. Held on on that. I, I actually, honestly, I did like Batman versus Superman better than Civil War. Really? I hmm. did. I thought it took more, a lot more chances than Civil War did. It definitely took a lot more chances. That's that's absolutely true. Like, you didn't even I, like the whole... I, think, uh, I mean, I think the thing with a lot of the critics is there's a lot of piling on that goes on where it's like... The first person to say this sucks, the second person doesn't want to be like, well, I don't want to say it's good because then they'll think I'm an idiot. <laughs> and then this whole Rotten Tomatoes like avalanche happens where it's like, well, everyone thinks it sucks, so I can't say it's good. Or everyone says it's good, so I can't say it sucks. And it's sort of a whole groupthink mentality, I think, with, with critics and sort of what generally people think. I think it's hard to kind of come at something with a, with a unique perspective without, you know, getting totally mind-fucked by Rotten Tomatoes. True. Yeah, that's definitely true. Well, my favorite top three of all time uh, are Harley, Batman, Joker. So I'm a big Batman guy, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I said, fuck what everybody's saying. I'm going to see this movie and enjoy it, and I did. I, I thought it was a little long here and there, but I still enjoyed it. I thought Affleck was amazing. I thought he was yeah. great. Dude, he was 
breaking people's shit everywhere, snapping necks, getting shot in the back of the head. Like, oh, really? I don't think so. <laughs> He's got nothing on Black Panther, though. <laughs> no, no shit. It's just, oh, Black Panther, let me just shoot bullets off of me. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> they did a good job with the vibranium suit. Black Panther was awesome, okay? Him chasing Bucky, him dealing with that was pretty cool. But I like when he fought Cap. Cap shows him who the man is. That's right. Yeah. America. It was really good. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, it's not my favorite of all the Marvel movies, but it's pretty high up there. Like Shitty Hulk? <laughs> no, Ang Lee's Hulk is at the bottom. The only thing lower than that is Wolverine Origins. <laughs> my only real complaint about Civil War, I mean, there, there were little nitpicky things. My only real, real complaint was that they went with like the World Council Oversight instead of going with the Superhero Registration Act. I think if they had introduced Spider-Man or Black Panther, whichever one they wanted to use at the beginning of the movie, and then made it the the internal struggle of which side they're going to choose, and then the the whole reveal. Because, I mean, you guys have read Civil War. You know that in the book, Peter Parker reveals himself to the world, and that turns out to be the wrong thing to do. And then he switches sides and goes back with Cap. Um, It actually makes a lot more sense why Cap chooses the way he he does, and why Iron Man chooses the way he does. And it gives them a real reason to have that conflict, because... This movie, it just kind of felt like... It's thrown together. Yeah, it just sort of felt like the fight happened because they might as well fight. Like, there was really no reason to fight. <laughs> well, the only the fight happens because they just like want to protect Bucky. That's yeah. like literally the only motivation that he has, really. Is they made it all about Bucky. Save and... my friend. Yeah, it's all about Bucky. It, but... So... When are they going to get it over with and just fuck each other? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was my only real complaint. I wish, I wish they had gone with the superhero registration... And yeah. made it about that instead of making it all about Bucky. But what are you going to do? Eh. Wait for Thor Ragnarok, baby. That's right. Thor, Hulk, Loki, and all That'd kinds awesome. of messed up shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying this right now. If DC fucks up Suicide Squad, somebody's going to get hurt. I'm just saying it right now. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to be pissed. Again, I really wish she would have used the accent. That's the only. I keep on seeing the trailers, and it's the only thing that really bothers me. That's the that only looks thing. great to me. It does look really uh, I'm good. I'm excited for it. I just wanted the accent. So I don't want to see Boomerang being right? an asshole to everybody. Oh, Boomerang is going to steal the I'm show. I'm looking forward to Boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, well, that's it for news. Uh, I want to remind everybody to follow us on our social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. On Twitter, I am at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast too. If you want to follow the Man vs. Rock guys, you can find them at manversusrock.com or at manversusrock on Twitter. Or healthcare.gov. <laughs> <laughs> I also have some uh, some interesting news. Uh, next week is the Texas Comic Fest up in Dallas. Uh, Miguel and I knew nothing about this show. We weren't planning on going. And then all of a sudden, last week, we found out that our good buddy Steve Orlando is going to be in Texas. So uh, we're going to be driving up there to hang out with him. There's like a huge lineup of like amazing talent that's going to be at this one-day show in the middle of nowhere next to Dallas. In, in Texas. It's going to be kind of crazy, oh, man. It's going to be you, me. Mike Zeck's going to be there. Tim Seeley's going to be there. Steve Orlando. Like, there's there's a whole guest list. Joe Eisma. You better bring the mini recorder because I have a feeling we're going to run into people we would never get a chance to really. Yeah, it's it's bizarre because it's like a cheap show, too. It's like $15 to get in for one day. So we're going to go hang out with old Bonehead, eh? It's it's Saturday only in the middle of Texas. Like, how did they get these people to show up to the show? I don't, they have pictures. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm really happy. Yeah. Uh, we've never met Steve in person. We've had him on the show four or five times. Uh, he's a great guy, good friend of ours. Looking forward to meeting him face-to-face finally. So if you're going to be at Texas Comic Fest and you want to come by and say, hey, well, you know, please do. Yeah, then hang out with us at the after party. Be myself, you, Steve, Joe, Devin, 
Who else? The Scrippa. The Scrippa. <laughs> oh, the Scrippa will be there. Uh, we're also going to be at Space City Con, May 27th through 29th, doing a bunch of interviews there. Uh, looking forward to meeting Matt Rosenberg, mm-hmm. talking about four kids walking to a bank. Nice. It's yeah. Good story. Uh, and then Comic Palooza, of course, June 17th through 19th. Hang on with my good buddy, Joe Rubenstein. I'm I'm most excited because uh, Alan Oppenheimer is going to be there. Uh-huh. So uh, he was the voice of Merman and Skeletor. And oh, I'm the voice of Merman. Yeah. So Miguel does Merman on the show. I'm looking forward to having a Merman on Merman interview. I'm putting him in this place. It's going to be pretty epic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much it, guys. So you know what's going to happen? I'm going to choke. I'm going to give them. I'm going to choke. I know that's going to be. That's what I mean. The epic part. Nice. <laughs> I'm getting my John Redcorn voice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Have you seen my Nana? <laughs> So thanks for coming on the show, Kevin and Victor. It was a lot of fun. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah. And, uh, everybody, please go check out Man vs. Rock. It's, it's a fun story. It's a great book, man. It's amazing. I would love to see a movie out of this. <laughs> That'd be right. awesome, right? We're, Could you see that shit? We're talking Make with sure Paul Fogg right now. now. I'm talking man. to Paul Fogg right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, get, just get Melissa McCarthy to play a big boulder. Melissa McCarthy has <laughs> Buck Stone. Buck is Stonus. <laughs> Buck <Wiener. laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's pretty much it. Thanks for coming on. You guys want to close us out? Remember, everybody, Comical Podcast, where Al from Home Improvement will always want more power. <laughs> That's actually funny. <laughs> Keep on laughing, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>